I want us to turn our Bibles to... Do we have a problem with the screen here, Nana? It's not working. I, um, you told them. Let's turn our Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 40. Your screen doesn't have any problems, so I expect you all to read the scripture with me. One, two. And I will make everlasting... Sorry. One, two. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. That I will not turn away from doing them good. But I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from me. Amen. Before I pray, let me establish something. Many of the children of God have not come to the level or even to the understanding that God has to make a covenant with you, with me, before you would experience his goodness and power. And in fact, to experience the scripture which talks about that I will not turn away from doing them good. Many of the children of God have not come to that. And so I would like for you to note the title of my message is The Fear of the Lord Establishes Everlasting Covenant. Amen. The Fear of the Lord Establishes Everlasting Covenant. I know that it is very easy to claim salvation even to think that once I'm born again it stops there. It is much deeper than you have ever thought. Man. Shall we pray heavily, Father? We are here this morning because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through whom we are gathered. The gathering is not to Dennis, neither is it to any man, but unto you. For according to your word, unto you shall the gathering of the people be. And you put your seal on it when you said, where two or three are gathered in your name, you are right there. We by faith acknowledge your presence here this morning. And ask that you would do as good through your word and your spirit. I pray, Father, that I will be an instrument worthy to carry this matter unto each one of us. 
as I ask for this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, The fear of the Lord or the fear of God establishes everlasting covenant. I will explain what I mean by this. You know, in our day when we go out to preach, one of the things that I'm seeing that are very common is you meet people and you make the introduction that you came to talk to them about the gospel. And um, when you give them the opportunity to tell their state of faith, it has become so common as I experience it very often. Paul will just say to you, I am born again. And it stops there. Now, when you press further and begin to talk with them and try to bring understanding, then you will discover that people are born again all right, but they don't have everlasting covenant with God. And I will explain that. When I talk about everlasting covenant, I will relate it to a man I'm shortly going to us all about. The Bible says that be ye separated unto me through of us. So as soon as God received Jesus as your personal Savior, you have been moved. I think it's something better now. This is making noise. Turn it off. Is it okay? Is it okay? Yeah. As soon as you get born again, what majority of us don't know is this. You've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the dear son of the Lord. Is that okay? So be ye separated unto me and I will be a God to you. Sure. God will be a God to you. But there is a necessity that you get to the level where now you begin to have this establishment God everlasting covenant I know that in the introduction it looks a little hazy but it's no problem see the scripture we read when God was so clear he said I will make a everlasting covenant with them. And this covenant would afford me God to not to turn away from them but to do good to them. And furthermore but I will put my fear into their hearts so they will not depart from me. This is where the matter is. If you get born again and you do not get to the level, the ever-flowing level that will let you run away from sin, 
you have a serious problem. The only person who escaped domination and didn't have to go through trials and temptation was the man on the cross who said to Jesus, when you go to your kingdom, remember me. You and me, we have to live to trust God to have an everlasting covenant established. I'm coming. It may look a little something, but it's not far. I want to show you a man. You know, I've quoted a scripture that says that separated unto me, and I will be a God to you. You will be my son. Let's quickly go to Genesis chapter 22. We will take it from verse 1 all the way to verse 13. Mama, are you left? Listen to the scripture, please. And I, can I, if I can beg every one of you, master everything within you today. Don't doze off even in a second. This message that I'm preaching was just by the grace of God that it came to me. And it has shaken the foundation of my own life. And I pray so for you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. Genesis 22, 1 to 13. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamp for the burnt offering? Mm. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamp for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know 
that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Amen. Amen. In Genesis chapter 12, we know that God had appeared to Abraham and had told Abraham that get out of your country. Get out from your people. Anytime any, a person gets born again, this is what really happens. Praise the Lord. So can we establish that at the time that God gave that instruction to Abraham and he moved, he got saved through? Ah. Now, something had happened. Now that Abraham has succeeded by getting saved, being obedient to God by coming out of his family, his kindred, and had been separated to God, he has become God's own child. It is clear. Is that okay? Can we agree on that? Now, we come back to Genesis chapter 22, and it appears you are saved alright, you have passed the test. But we have a little issue. And I love what Bible said in the verse 1 of 22. Would you read it for me right now? One, two. There's something you need to take note of in this verse. The Bible said it came to pass after these things, what things? We need to examine what things he's talking about. After he's been born again in the context of the Old Testament. After you're being born again that you are now saved. I still can't trust you very much. Something must be established before I will give you everlasting covenant. Now God comes. And he says, Abraham, we have an issue. I am going to, because you have passed your first test by breaking off things that are not very easy to break off from your family, your country. Having done very well by separating, I have something in mind for you to do for me. I am going to make sure that you become the father of many nations. And before we do that, I have to test you, though you have passed your class one stage. May I say something to you? In our, sta- in our situation now, have you noticed that as we take our children to school, even in the primary, as soon as our children finish, is it the KG or whatever it is? May I never went there, so I don't know. As soon as they finish KG, they dress them with rope, true or false. And they put something on their top to say they are graduating. Can that child work? Okay, so. We, teacher, you have graduated, but you are still being cared for. 
you have not passed the test. When they pass JSS, at least in Ghana, it's possible. But the normal thing is that after you have passed junior high, you are still not eligible for work. Hello? We are going somewhere this morning. Abraham has passed his initial test and majority of the sons of God in our generation, when we passed our test by receiving Jesus, we settle and we think that there is an everlasting covenant established. May I announce it to you that we haven't gotten there yet. So now God says that I want to do something with your life. You will have a son. Through this son, this will happen. Fine, you are God. You gave me the opportunity to travel out. I have done it. And know you can do everything. So, now, in the course of life, Abraham has waited for that promise and it never came to pass. Then he decides to find solution with his wife. Then they brought Ishmael by bringing Ishmael's matter into the matter. And now we have a problem. That problem has run until today. When Ishmael was born. But God comes up. I don't have time to touch all those things. And now God says, this promise will by all come. And then Isaac is born. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. The men went to camp and they, the team was so strong that they worked under. We could not exhaust at all. Chasers of God, lovers of God. Who can tell me the first and the greatest commandment in the Bible? Who can tell me the first and the greatest commandment in the Bible? Somebody must talk. Thank you, Sister Mava. Ah, Sister Mago, hallelujah. Can we all say it? Love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. I want to show you something. This Abraham man, God said, Yeah, you are born again. We are okay. We are flowing. But we want to know whether you are still maintaining the first commandment. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, It came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. How did he test him? He calls him, he says, Oh, yes, sir, I am here. The verse 2, Nana. The child of God, are you here? Listen carefully. God has been gracious to us on this matter. The Bible said in the verse 2, Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, whom you do what? Something is happening. Why the emphasis? Why the emphasis? 
Abraham has gotten is my boy here. Sapon. Okay, it's okay. James, you are not you are smaller, taller than Sapon, so you can come. Abraham had gotten to the point the love for God is being questioned by God because his greatest heart desire had been fulfilled. So in between God sees and sees that Abraham is failing. So he comes around and this is what Abraham was doing. If he was spending a lot of time with God and having a lot of things going on, he has cut it short. Because there are other relevant things as well, other important things as well. So the fellowship between Abraham and God seemed to be coming down because God has blessed Abraham with a child. So Abraham now, instead of looking up, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, he is looking down. My boy, upon you the promise of the world is hanging. Yeah, he says, rest, rest right here. <laughs> now, we're doing, Abraham was doing that. God said, I'm, this man has not gotten to the, vo- the level I want him to go, so we must do something about it. So, God says, after these things, he, I must test him to see whether he is somebody that we can go far with him. So that is why you get this, that this, that the Bible says, after these things, tested Abraham. And he says that, take now your son. Do, a child of God, may I ask you, do you think that if God had not seen that the love for him was being competed with this he will say that God saw it in the man and says, okay, let me still give him the chance to prove himself. So he comes and says, your only son Isaac, per adventure, if you don't know whom you love. And God said that, and go to the land Moriah, or the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. This has shaken my own foundation of my walk with God. And Abraham says, yes sir, I hear you. If I can humbly appeal to you, I want your eyes to open so that you may not be too confident. Let him who thinks he stands take heed. God now, Amelia, God now instructs that this thing is becoming obstruction to my Lord. And I want to see what you want to do about it. There are some of us sitting here. Our wives become obstruction to us. 
our jobs have become the value to us. I want us to have scripture balanced very well. Praise the Lord. Nothing should become valuable to any of us when it comes to God. Did you hear that? So now, this man in the verse 3. So Abraham rose up early in the morning. Saddled a donkey. Took two of his young men. Took, who are those people? I want you to take note of it. Who are those people? Two young men. Two young, everybody say two young men. Two young men. With him and Isaac his son. And split the firewood for the burnt offering. And arose and went to the place which God had told him. Let's quickly, because time will not allow me to finish this matter the way I want. So I will jump over things. But verse 5. Jim, sit down and make notes, because it's good for you. Abraham said to the young man, stay here with the donkey and the lad. Uh, the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. Take note of something. In your obedience to God, you are likely to meet certain situations. You have no choice than to leave those situations behind. Now, to understand what I'm saying. The reason why Abraham dropped those, children, those young men is because they were strong. And they would have been a hindrance to what God to do. They would have said, as soon as he got to the mountain top. And asked the son to bring his hand together for him to tie. To see the dagger, they would have overpowered him and said, The old man is sick. So, what he needed to do, what he needed to do was simply say, Guys, stay here. We are going, we will come back by all means. Hmm. Bible, it is the mind of God. And we must pray he will reveal his mind to us. May I ask you. Can you come to the point where. You can let certain things that has crippled you. I know you are born again. You are safe. But if I may tell you. Until you reach a place where. Everlasting covenant will be established. There is no guarantee. Otherwise, what is the use of God testing Abraham? He has already separated himself and he is doing well. But the Bible said he put them there. He put them there. 
He put them there. You know, when I got to that portion, you know, as my teacher was instructing me, you know what I said? I said, Lord, give me wisdom all the way. I was with a man, and in one of the days, we had a break, and I went to lie down. So I was reflecting, and the Lord spoke to me strongly. He said, can I tell you something? When I even come and tell you something, that we are going to do this, and you start, it doesn't mean that you have finished. You have to look at me and receive instructions at every point and to do it exactly. Because in the course of it, you can fail. And I am not coming to adjust myself to you. You always have to adjust yourself to me. It shook me on my bed. And I said, I ask for wisdom. When I get to where I don't know to go, please remember Dennis. Amen. So this man has been given with such a wisdom in accomplishing something that was going to bring him everlasting covenant. He needed to now take certain measures. And now he stops a young man who could be an obstruction. I don't know anything about your life that is serving as an obstruction. And you haven't seen. May the Lord open your eyes. So that you can apply wisdom to your heart. Verse 6. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering. And laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the firewood in his hands. And the knife. And the two of them did what? Went together. I don't know. About what we are about coming to say. Listen, sometimes when I sit here and I hear preachings and some of the things, I cry inside me. I want you to understand that no matter who you are, there can come a time that the word of God will shut through and you will see that. Lord, do something with my life. Abraham has succeeded all right. Stop the boys. Take the child. They are going. But by verse 7, something is coming up. I want you to read verse 7 for me quickly. One, two. hour, at this hour, no matter who you are, you will show emotions. Child of God, are you here this morning? You will show emotions, my God. What is this? But the man, by this time, has bounced back to his love for God. And then he is residing deep, deep, deep in his heart. In fact, there's something I should have asked you before getting here. 
When in the verse 2 he said, take your only son, the one you love. Can I ask a question to the church for somebody to respond? Where can you find love? In a person. Hmm. You are no different from the first service people. Where can a man find love? Please speak. Don't point like this. It is true. Isn't it true? Heart or praise, love or praise from there. And do you know that a man may not love a woman, hello, may not love a woman, but when he is looking for the woman, can say, I love you. From the mouth. Isn't it true? Or you, or you, you believe what they say. So, I want us to know that real saints, it's about time our mouths are connected to our hearts. Because it is true. When you last after somebody, you can say everything. You are the sweetest on the tree. Wait. You don't have. It's because you have passed, but your temptation will still come. Praise the Lord. Now let's come back to chapter, let's come back to verse 7. Hallelujah! Are you, are you following? So now, verse 7. The son begins to talk. By this time, the man is converted. And deep in his heart, he said, I was loving this boy too much. I am ready to release him to go. There is no problem. Please, God, help me. Let me tell you, every stage of Abraham's walk with God at this particular time was strictly being monitored by God. So when temptations was, were, were coming, when the brother had to even shut through with such deep emotional questions, this is the knife. This is the firewood. Where is the lamp? If at that time you don't love God, you will give up. You will break down and cry. The three people have something they say. I don't know that in English, but I will try to explain. Huh? You do what? You choke by tears. Kai, Sister Amelia has tried. Sister Amelia says you choke by tears. Of a choke. You are you choke with emotions. You are choked with emotions. Ah, thank you very much. I didn't go to English school, so I'm now learning. You are overwhelmed with emotions. But the love of God was prevailing so strongly that the man said, God will provide. Car. Now I see for me that God must help me to stand well. Because if somebody can do this, then I know why God promises everlasting covenant 
with an individual. And let me tell you, that everlasting covenant is not only for Abraham. It is for everyone who is born again. Are you listening? Now the next verse begins to talk about. So one of the things we should constantly be praying for. Fill me with the knowledge of your will. Give me wisdom to decipher what to do at any stage in life. Prayer topic. Do it. Amen. Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Amen. Now, verse, the next verse. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. Bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. You know, when I got here, you know something that really touched me? I want to speak to every parent. Let me tell you the things we are doing. This boy, the Bible says, as for Abraham, I know him. I know that he will teach his children's children, true or false. The justice, the judgments. And all of that, are you getting it? If Abraham had not been preaching the truth to his son, as compared to the age in which we are living now, that some of us have no scruples at all. Even when we want to talk about senior people to our children, we have no God. Are you catching the message there? Oh, I didn't come to insult you. I'm using words to explain the situation. Can you imagine if Isaac had not been taught in the things of God when the father said, put your hand like this. Let me bind it. Because you are the sacrifice. You know what the boy would have done? What are you talking about? Some of us, when we are sitting in our homes and we sit with our daughters and we sit with our sons to talk about pastors, to talk about other people, I tell you that you are breaking the everlasting covenant. Make time and teach them the ways of God. When you are discussing anything that is crucial, may your son or daughter not know it. Do you know that some of our sons and daughters have backslidden because of some of the things we have said to their hearing? Some of us sit in our homes. I was preaching this morning. And then all of a sudden, when I got to this point, I could hear the Holy Spirit telling me that this is what is happening. The reason how, why we have rebellious children is because we tell them everything. We talk about our Sunday school teacher who doesn't even understand English and this and that. We talk about who does this. So by the time the guy is coming to church or the girl is coming to church, he has formed an opinion about the one who is teaching him. There is no respect in Christendom anymore. There are very little, little things we are doing to destroy the everlasting covenant. This boy has been taught to be obedient to his father. So when the father said, put your hand up, close it up, he could only know one thing. That is my father, I must give him the respect. Today's children, can you tell me what would have happened? 
Please talk to me. Oh, why are you quiet? Can you tell me what do you think a child, a child of yours would do? He will slap you and push you down. How did it happen? We are the ones we can talk about other people so badly in the church to other people. Why? 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 Is that a sermon? But this boy had that respect for his father. God has disarmed the young man who would have been a hindrance. But the boy too could have been a hindrance. But because of what he has been taught, he said, Papa, me you know about we follow. Yes, honey. My will cannot prevail. May your will be done. May we go back home and correct some of the mistakes we have made. Are you listening, a child of God? Do you notice that Abraham didn't tell his wife? Even the boy didn't tell him? Are you minding me or you are not minding me? He did not tell his own wife. Let me be honest with you. I, 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 my wife, I trust her spiritually sound and everything. But I want to make announcement too. Every, I love her. After God, I love her. But it is not everything I tell her. You know why? God didn't call us together. Otherwise, we'll be standing here to preach. Can, can you get up? I want to show you something. I don't want to. I'm careful. I beg you. Before my lunch suffers. Otherwise, what we would have gotten is this. As I was saying. And so, there will be a problem. I myself am preaching to me. As much as I'm preaching to May we learn certain spiritual principles to help us as we go forward. You know, I have a very basic understanding. We share everything. But sometimes, I could hear Mama, the Holy Ghost, say, This one, don't spoil her heart. And then I will keep it. Unless, what's... That is of a good report. Whatever thing that is of, bring out. There's a scripture. What is true? What is this? But some of us we have broken bounds, and everything we are pouring. May God deliver us all, including myself. And may I tell you that this preaching and preaching is not for you; it's for me too. Hallelujah. So that Dennis is not above the law. Amen. Now we are here. Very interesting. They came to the place and Isaac has willingly, teacher, I'm asking you, you are a teacher, I'm asking why this boy could be such obedient to such, why, who, 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 who will be so calm to see that knife is going to go into my throat? And we'll just stand there. No, reflex actions. 
If you see that somebody wants to slap, won't you be on your guard? Reflex actions didn't work because so dead to himself. May we die to ourselves. We haven't gotten anywhere else. So now, the next verse, and Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay the son. To slay the son. My own son. I will kill you because God Almighty has demanded of you. Will you, some of us, if I can only be honest, the work that we do has become our job, our, our God. Some of us, the things that are interesting to us, has gotten us to the point where God is relegated. May I say that, if it is so, you are born again, all right, but you have not entered into everlasting covenant with God. Praise the Lord. So, he takes the knife, but something happened, which I would like for you to read for me. One, two... Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Yes, I'm here, my Lord. And I love the next verse quickly. Two. Can I say something here? Do you notice that with everything that Abraham has done, God needed to satisfy himself with the first commandment. Praise the Lord. And so now he speaks and he says that, Abraham, Abraham, now I know. By this act alone, I know. Are you here? I know. And what did God know? Let me tell you something. Anybody that is born again who is living and does not have the fear of God in his heart has a big question mark. To enter into covenant with God, everlasting covenant with God, takes the fear of God. The fear of God will not let you do things in secret. We will come to that shortly. The fear of God will not let you, will not let you do certain things. Even though nobody else will see. But you are saying, I cannot say this because I will answer it before God. I cannot do this. Why did God, through his angel, came strongly with this word? So it means that, Salvation without fear is not qualified. And the problem now the body of Christ is having, we have lost the fear of God. 
Are you here? Are you coming along? May I ask the Lord, fill us with your fear again. Is that how much you can respond? May the Lord fill every one of us with the fear of God. Let me show you something. In Psalm 19 verse 9. Every one of us must read this. One, two. The fear of the Lord is an enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. Do you know what it means? If a person fears God, even in secret, he's still clean. Fear of the Lord is clean. Enduring. Now, something you need to catch. Anybody who has the fear of the Lord, let me tell you something. No matter what squeezes him at the corner, he will not sin. Because he has to remain clean. Some of us give up. Because we say, this one is too much. Some of us are not right because and the problem is that it's because nobody else sees when i finish i will confess god says i should come and tell you that if you really have a genuine fear of god you will not do what you do in secret there are many who are sitting here right now their moral lives are gone they can't control Cells. There are many sitting here right now. The things they say in secret is very dangerous. There are many who are sitting here right now who are killing people with their tongues. The fear of the Lord is clean. Hallelujah. And sometimes the issue is not. You may think the excuse, which is maybe genuine, which you may term it as. It is because the person did this. The fear of the Lord tells you that you can endure. Hallelujah. You here this morning. Let's press it further. When God took the people of Israel from Egypt and gave all the wonderful promises to them and kept hammering that, you know, you go, I am with you. My presence will go with you. If it doesn't go with you, this, that, that, that. How will you? I'm taking you for you to enjoy. I'm taking you to the land that flows with milk and honey and all of that. It was beautiful. But the day God decided that I want to give them my law and to tell them how serious me God I am, we saw something different. You know that in Exodus chapter 20 from verse 1, it talks about the commandment. True or false? Now, that. The commandment was very key to God for his people. But something happened. And I want to explain to you the two kinds of fears that people have. Which I pray that by the time the Lord dismisses us from this service, you have decided to make one choice. The fear of the Lord. So in Exodus chapter 20 verse 18. Is everybody let please? Let's follow this. Because I'll be finishing soon. The Bible says, 
In Exodus chapter 20, verse 18, we are reading all the way to 20. The Bible says, Now all the people witnessed the tenderings, the lightnings, uh, the lightning flashes, and the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Hello? I want you to catch something. Do you know that the reason why certain people may not do certain things is because of if they catch me. It's not so much about God. The fear of God will not let me do this. But it had to do with if they catch me. This is what we have just read. In the verse 19, the Bible said, Then they said to Moses, You speak with us. We will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. But God wanted to speak with them, so that they would begin to have the fear of God in them. But the little actions that God did around His speaking with tenderings and flashes in the atmosphere and everything, that alone feared the people more than God himself. So in the verse 20, read it for me, one, two. Now, something you need to catch. Have you noticed that two fears have been mentioned? One is about the thunderings and the flashing of all those lightnings. Another one, God was trying to say, if you heard this from me, a fear will enter you and you will be able to obey me. They said, even what we have seen, we don't care. The relationship that God was trying to establish for them to enter into everlasting covenant like Moses did, they rejected that one. And took the one which was just around. You know, sometimes we manifest this thing. If the thing is not comfortable with me, may the Lord help us. Hallelujah. I beg God for me. I beg God for me. I say, Lord, do you know that people fear and are serving God because they fear demons? If somebody was not doing anything bad, it is actually not because he knows that I'll be sinning against God. It is simply because <laughs> so that demons don't come. That's not the matter. That's the matter. You see, two, two fears have been made. And Moses said to the people, do not fear. that you are experiencing here is not correct. But then he mentions again that he said, For God has come to test you. Did he test Abraham to see that he fears him? So he was about establishing that covenant with him. And may I tell you that everlasting covenant can only be established when a person fears the Lord. It's not a matter of born again. That's why people are born again today. And the born again doesn't mean anything. As long as the born again will satisfy their own things, it's okay. May it never happen. 
Let me tell you something. I read a book some years ago. This is life. There was a preacher man in a certain country. Because if I mention the country, you will know. So in a certain the name of the country is called a certain country. This preacher man has succeeded powerfully. Congregation. Money. Everything was coming well. So out of that, he started chasing other women. Started squandering money. And that country, by the grace of God, works small. They have a percentage of truth that works. Our own doesn't work. So one day, this man was exposed and he was sentenced to prison. Convicted and sent to prison. At the prison, for some years after he had served for some time, it was a long sentence. Then another preacher man said, let me go and visit my brother. So he went and sat with him and they started chatting. But this other preacher who came said, Dear brother, can I ask you something? At what point in time did you fall out of love with God? In fact, it was a revelation to me. He said, Who told you? I have never fallen out of love with God. No! I was preaching Jesus. I was in love with the Lord. But, can I tell you something? I have observed that I did not have the Lord Jesus, the supreme God, over me. And I was not serving him in fear. He said, that brought me here. I didn't deny my faith to cause apostasy. I loved him. I worshipped him every morning. I've seen the preacher man. When he came from prison, he has changed. He said, I, I was much in love with him. There was nothing. I never fell out of love. But if I may tell you, I didn't fear him. Child of God, I ask you something. Do you know that there is a difference in the fear of God and in salvation? Are you now understanding? Salvation, faith in the Son of God will give you salvation. Entrance to the place. But if you want to enter, you have to add the fear of God to it. That's why the title of the message is as simple as the fear of God establishes everlasting covenant. Now, they kept talking, teacher. They kept talking. And they kept talking. And when that brother got that answer, immediately from the preacher, the spirit of the Lord came so strong on him and he saw a revelation and he started digging. And then he discovered that, ah, then the, the one who was in prison made a remarkable statement. 
the statement he made was that this state that I was in, when I came to the prison, I have discovered that millions of children of God, this is how they are also living. They don't have the fear of God, but they are very excited about the salvation. So he served his sentence. And when he was delivered, he said, Me? No more. I will fear the Lord. So what I am sharing with us, I want us to understand, dear brethren, if we do not add fear, godly fear, that does not make us misbehave. Ha! Philippians 2, 12. We will read this here and we will read it and amplify. Read this and I will read the amplify for you. One, two. Is it in the Bible or is it not in the Bible? You know, when God was dealing with me on the subject, I had gotten to the way I've gotten to a point. Shall I tell them everything? Yeah, it's good. Thank you, Lord. I had gotten to a point. I said, Lord, this message that you have given to me that is shutting and dividing the soul, the ascender of everything. So far, I have not discovered much from the New Testament. He said, oh, you want to prove me? Then he gave me this one. He gave me Hebrews. It was going to continue and I said, Lord, I hold your f-. See, the Bible says, then watch this. Therefore, my beloved, uh, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence. Let me stop there for a minute. There are many pretenders in the house of God. When, when the pastor can see him, and he smiles. He sent many blessings. He thinks that by that, that's why we don't need to disconnect our hearts from our mouth. Eh? He thinks that, after all, what have I done? What is going on inside you? Do you know that you can have somebody very strong in your heart and at the same time you can say, Good morning. <laughs> hey. But it is only saying that if you knew what is inside me, how when I get you, I will kill you. So you see, Paul is saying that your obedience in my presence has always been accurate. But whenever you are absent, may you obey. The fear of the Lord is the only thing that can make a man or a woman obey when he is absent from where everybody else. All the corruptions that are coming, they never discover that it will come. And some of them are church leaders. But if they knew they would be exposed, they would have stopped. Because we have heard some people who say, hey, now, if this one they see, they will talk, so I won't do it. That fear is no fear. The fear that will let you say, I can't do this because it will go against my God. It's what we are pleading for. Because that fear will let us move into everlasting covenant. So he said, 
not in my absence only, but, but, now, much more in my absence. Why? Because the salvation that you have, you must work it well before you can have eternal life. Praise the Lord. Now, we will read this. And now, he said that work it out much more with fear and trembling. Now, let's look at it from Amplify. <laughs> can you see? Can you see? I promised I was going to read it, but I'm begging you to read it for me. One, two. As you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now, not only with enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I am absent. Work out, cultivate, carry out to your goal. Full, uh-huh, salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust with serious caution, tenderness of conscience with temptation, timidly shrinking from Fear God. Fear God. Don't be too strong in you. Anything that doesn't give a power of God, say, Father, I don't like it, but I fear you. I will obey. Lord, why did I mention this man's name? Is there a palabra? Thou knowest. Fear God. Teacher, me and you, we must fear God. Mama, I wish this script on the board would jump into your heart. You would jump like this. Enter you. I say, hey, hey. See, therefore, my dear, therefore, my dear ones, you have always obeyed. You know, it's not very difficult to obey. This is my leader. It's not very difficult. Oh, yeah, this is teacher. Sunday school, you people, you should come on time. This is, oh, yes, I will do that. It's not very difficult to do that. But when she leaves, she, she doesn't know that I have children to take care of. She should accept that. She should be happy that we are doing the Sunday school. She can't come and disturb me like that. That can go on in your heart. May the Lord save you. Now, have you understood the message? Since not many of us can contain it. I will bring it to a close. But if God, the things that by His grace He has put in this matter, or on this matter in my stomach, if I were to pour them, we will leave here at 3 o'clock. I, would you have 
lift your right hand, please. Can we all pray this prayer together? My Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus to ask for one favor. Put your fear into my heart that I may obey you at all times. In the presence of people in the absence of people. Let your fear be strong in my heart. That I may do right. Not because I want applause. From men. But because I fear you. I ask for this. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. No, I, we have made a pledge. We have made commitments. I believe that sons and daughters of God, when God was speaking to us through the sermon, some of us were already beginning to see areas where we have denied Him. We need this everlasting covenant so badly that I pray that we will move on to the next level. God richly bless you for your patience and listening. Let's press on with God.